Good news, you're here just in time. Here's another Laneway Talks. Welcome everybody to Laneway Talks. We're here today with Joey Amenta. Joey goes back many, many years and starts, and from what we know, starts from taste. But we're about to find out how... Um, how he started in the industry and how he grew through it and it is an amazing story i'm sure so joey hello um let's let's start with when did you start playing guitar i started playing guitar at the age of nine my father we went to uh, a music store in brunswick okay so i'll turn nine i said in italian papa papa i wanted a drum so i wanted drums and I still, I've got actually a drum kit that I play at in my room, uh, electronic kit. I just love, uh, always love that. So do you, you, you play drums now, yeah? Yeah, I play drums in my room. Fantastic, not, fantastic. You know, but I just always loved in my heart drums, you know. As a kid, do you remember the, the huge ice cream containers they used to get from the gelato? Yes, yes. The yeah. big, and I try and put Dad's, um, the uh, things that were under the tyres, those... Uh, what they call the things that used to inflate the tube. Yeah. Remember the tubes? Yeah, when, yeah, yeah. Now we have tubes. So we had tubes. So I would uh, get the tubes and put holes in them and tie string and try and make drums. Never worked out. Cause well, the well, hold on. So we got the drums happening, but had you picked up? So we got the drums. Had you picked up a guitar yet? Right. No. No. Never. I had never seen a guitar. I'd never. Nothing. Or seen a guitar until then. So we went to the shop. Just turned nine, and we walk into this little shop called. The, the, uh, the old fellow came out. He was about 80 plus. This wasn't in, where was this in Brunswick or North Sydney Melbourne? Sydney Road, Brunswick. Sydney Road, Brunswick. Because my first kid and came from the Alberti brothers Le- in Le- North Melbourne. Okay, Vince. You know what? I haven't got there, but I'm about I'm, a, I'm about a year away here okay. from Lamberties. Okay, yeah, so yeah. we're Sydney Road, Brunswick. The shop's like a milk bar. He came out. There's no no drums, only guitars. And he said, "Look, I don't have drums because I can't. The shop's too small." So the guitar, my surname is Amenta. The guitar was called the brand. Inside the little hollow, the acoustic guitar, I'd never touched one before, was Amina. And I went, look at that. That's like our name without a T. <laughs> Dad said, look, you know, and he said, what do you think? And I went, oh. He goes, how do you feel about a guitar? And I went, oh. And I remember touching the strings, Vince. This is what got me. Uh, it turned me from drums completely. I remember going dum 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 on the four strings. Yeah. I'll just do it. My students just left, and he he played my guitar. I remember doing this, Vince. Did you hear that, Vince? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I found it enchanting. The most incredible, echoey, spacey, beautiful sound I'd ever heard in my life. I said, Dad, let's get the guitar. It was twelve dollars fifty. So, um, so, so tell me, so, so you get the guitar, right? I get the guitar. He, as Dad's paying the $12.50 when the wage was $63 a week, yeah. Dad's paying the $12.50. The man, Mr. Luff, hands me a card and says, this is the teacher you need to go to if you're serious. And that's where my journey began with the great Mr. Harry Shorten in Coburg, Vince, forgive me if I start crying because this guy was... No, you, we know you're very emotional, but we don't want you to get emotional today. <laughs> we, want to hear the, we want to hear the story because there's oh, you so group anyway, We went to Lamberties. So, we, 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 so we, Dad, yeah. Dad rang Harry. He's in Coburg, Hudson Street, uh, behind Coles. And uh, anyway, he was there and uh, 
and we went for the first lesson and he was the Irish man. So I built up this amazing relationship over four and a half years with Harry. He was the most incredible man. He used to do boxing, <laughs> bench guitar, play guitar. He played at the Cross Keys Hotel. Oh, the Cross, the Cross, oh, wow. The Cross Keys Hotel every Sunday night for 15 years. He used to play the Hawaiian steel guitar and with his mouth he'd do all this <laughs> all this sort of, and people were just amazed at his feel, well, and he taught me for well, you. Well, tell me, tell me something. There was, we'll talk about Lamberti Brothers, but also I went to, my first lessons were in uh, Swanson Street, right up the top end near yep. the library. I forgot what it was it's called. Dynacord, but before it was called Dynacord, it was called something else. Yeah, yeah. it was an Italian guy owned it anyway. Yes. And we, not Tapano, not Lutapano? Lu yeah, Lutapano, no. that was it. Lutapano, Lu yeah. We, we started there, and then I went to uh, Campbell Junction, you know, to Junction yeah, yeah, Music. Well. Um, yes, yes, and, you yes. know, I learned there. But, um, yes. I mean, I, my dad was very uh, encouraging with music. He was a clarinet player. Oh, so he knew Vince. And he was very, yeah. very encouraging with it. Yeah, so, so got, was mine. And there you yeah. go, that's what I wanted to ask. And I, I think when you when you get that kind of love and affection towards music, um, I think it can be inbuilt into you. It's ingrained because it's from such an early age. It is. Look, uh, Vince, as you know, my love for old Mustangs and music is in my DNA. Yeah. Um, you know, people say, oh, these cars are going, mate, you don't... <laughs> It's something I can't. I don't have well, to talk tell, about. Well, tell me. So, so you've you've got your first um, guitar. You've started learning. Um, do we? Yeah, go on. What were you going to say? Yeah, well, I've started learning, and I've yeah. gone. You know, my uncle used to drive me there once a week, and then I got a little bit older. Vince, remember, I was nine when I started. Yeah. Got to about eleven. I started catching the train there, and yeah. um, we got to around thirteen, and he said, "Look." <laughs> He said, "Go, you know, off you go. You know, I've I've given you what I need to give you. Yeah, the rest you need to go." And I remember after five years of lessons, Vince, yeah. I didn't know how to play a twelve-bar rhythm yet. I hadn't discovered. Oh, oh, really? I hadn't discovered the the old Batman. Yeah. And I was sitting there just by chance at home after school one day. Just sitting there, and I went, uh, and I was looking at. Uh, it was a Saturday morning, actually, yeah. and it was uh, the old um, Happening Seventy on yes. uh, TV, the old TV show. With, so that's with before, a, my the Billy, before my time. Before my time, you're older. Yeah, than but me. you kind of remember the name. They had Billy Thorpe on live, <laughs> yes, Vince. Yeah. They had Billy Thorpe on live, right? And he's doing, and he's playing the bar chords, and he's taking all his fingers off, and he's just, he's going. Um, uh, uh, uh. So he's doing the first hit open, uh, and then hitting the chord. Yeah. So I was sitting there in between the hot dogs that Mum's just made me. Yeah. And uh, Saturday morning, she used to make me hot dogs. And uh, I'm sitting there and I've closed, and he's got his eyes closed. I've, I've closed my eyes, and I've played that. And I went, oh, my good golly gosh, this is where it's at. <laughs> the next week after, I saw Molly Meldrum interview John Fogarty. Right, Vince? Yes, yes. You know who John Fogarty is, yes, Credence. Yes. Now, uh, John Fogarty said, uh, can I, you know, Molly, I'm going to do a Molly now. Um, can I, uh, a bit of a mumble, um, can I um, answer you a question? Uh, when you play uh, guitar, what are you thinking about? Because you, you know, that song, Keep On Juggling, goes for 11 minutes and you've got your eyes closed. And he goes, this is what he said, Jeez. He goes, you know, uh, yeah, I'm thinking about, damn, i got to mow my lawn at home. My lawn's so long, man. <laughs> You know, I gotta get I gotta get myself a new pair of shoes. 
Well, so you know what I did, Vince? Well, I closed. I grabbed my guitar, closed my eyes, and I started thinking about uh, school or something. And I noticed that there was a different kind of feeling to when you were really like concentrating, mm. and it was the feeling, the feel. Then the last thing I reckon that did it for me, Vince, before I ventured into the world of professional music, yeah. the last thing my uncle bought the little tiny record players. Oh. My uncle bought my uncle bought an album, Herb Albert and the Tijuana Brass, oh. and I played. You remember the Lonely Bull? Well, I only the remember it on the Jerry Lewis movies. <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> and I remember sitting there with the speaker on this tiny little turntable right next to my head, Yeah, sitting there after school again and paying attention, and I could feel the feeling that this guy was putting into the trumpet, and I said to myself, I need to put that same feeling into my fingers because I don't have breath like this guy. Mm. This guy's doing it from his mouth. I need to do that with my fingers. And I reckon that was the start. So what was your first band? Right. So my first band was around that area called the <laughs> Friends from School called Sierra Hayes, yeah. which meant Misty Mountain. Oh. That was my very first band. And we played at a place called Little St. Ramo Hall in Ligon Street. Oh, I know that. It's still going now. Yeah, still going now. And we supported a band, Vince, called, who were on TV, who were my superheroes, called Cloud Nine. Oh, yeah, well, I remember that, and I remember the album, Cloud Nine. You remember the album? Yeah, it was an album, was it an EP? or? Yeah, an album, where Cloud Nine, we're all good friends, so on. So you weren't on that album? No, no, I joined after Tony Faramond. I took over Tony Faramond, Maltese fellow, great guitar player, now lives in Perth. Yeah. Awesome guy, left. I was wagging school, and in a music shop, Across the road to the Grove, uh, near Moreland High School, there on Sydney Road, I was uh, there in the shop, and my friend Roger, who went to Moreland High, was there, who was here yesterday, who yeah. became our city. Anyway, Roger was there. In walks Ken Murdoch from Cloud Nine. I'm 15 years of age. This guy's got nail, black nail polish on, yeah. bracelets from here to Timbuktu, uh, eyeliner, and I've just gone, holy, holy. This now, when was this, 74? No, 73, 74, 74. Yes, do, do, do you know, and the first time I did see something with Cloud92 was not the album or the, the EP, whatever it was, but the, they'd been down at Music Junction and they had a truck, you know, their, yeah. right, their, their equipment truck to do gigs. Yeah, right, they used to call it Pugsley, the white and truck. It, and Pugsley. it had Cloud9 written all over I thought, yeah. you know. Uh, they used to, and, you know, the... the the famous Virgil, yeah. Virgil, yeah. Virgil and Michael, they used to go around the city after midnight spraying Cloud Nine every day. Oh, really? From cans, from paint cans. So, so was so the Cloud Nine. You weren't on that. So, therefore, what happened? You met Ken Murdoch. Is that when? Okay. You were... So, in, no, I've got to tell you, this is amazing. Uh, uh, so he walks into the shop, and Roger and Roger knew him. And he goes, oh, uh, Emil, to the guy who owned the guitar repair yeah. in the shop, he goes, Emil, um, can I just put up a poster, that thing on the windows, we're looking for a guitar player? And he goes, yeah, he starts writing this thing, you know, the guitar player. And on the end, he puts, no S-H-I-T, please. He writes, no shit, please. And Roger goes, hey, Ken, Joe here, please. And I had the purple St. Joseph's uniform, which is another story. Dad, Dad sent me to St. Joseph's in North Melbourne because I was a naughty boy high school, oh, oh. and so he cracked it, yeah, anyway, so I'm, 
I'm not at school, am I then? No. no. I'm in the music shop, yeah. And Roger, and he looks me up and down and he goes, you? And I go, yeah. And he goes, Emil, can you grab a guitar? Emil, can you grab a guitar? Grab the guitar. At the time, it was Baby, Please Don't Go By Ace, and this was number one yep. on the free fly chart. Yep. So I played the whole lot, even where he put his hand up and goes, I even sang it. I go, I can sing Bond's part. So I did all this. Yeah. He goes, Emil, can I use your phone? So And he rang Michael Tortoni, who was the eldest. He yeah. was the eldest in the band. He was 17. He was the eldest in the band. Kenneth yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Virgil was 16. Anyway, he, goes, he rings me and goes, hey, Mike, I found the guy. I found the uh, Actually, he's a kid, but I found him. He's really good. Michael goes, put him on the phone. So I get on the phone, Vince, and I go, hey, Hey, I'm the man you're looking for, buddy. I can sing, I can play, and I'm pretty good looking, pal. And he goes, hey, with what you just said, how you just spoke to me, you got the gig. So Sierra Leone got the flick? Sierra has got the flick, and they gave me the good wishes. Dad met me at St. Joseph's to speak to Brother Wright. We used to call him Lefty. To speak to Brother Wright upstairs, and Brother Wright gave me the, oh, well, if you need to come back, I'm like, yeah, no worries. See you later, Jack. Well, Dad yeah. left for work. I skipped out of St. Joseph's, North Melbourne. I looked behind me, and the room upstairs were all my mates in my class standing there looking at me. Going, yeah, go, go, go for it. I caught that tram on Elizabeth Street for the very last time, Vince. <laughs> I jumped on that tram, and I go, this is the last time I get on this tram. Next week, I'm going to be rehearsing. The week later, we supported Susie Quattro Festival Hall. Can I tell you what happened there? I'm mm-hmm. probably cutting a bit. Yeah, bit. Go on. Can I tell you what happened at Festival Hall, Vince? No, go on. So I've been rehearsing for two weeks, and off we go to Festival Hall. They've just got me. We went to Hoddle Street and got outfitted with Adidas shoes and Anko jeans. Yeah, yeah. Staggers. Staggers. Staggers, man. Fabricia. I had all this stuff, and... Uh, and we rock up, and the festival hall, I've got my guitar on. We're about to go on the plate. It's filling up, support band. I'm standing there. It's black. I'm looking into the audience, and the roadie torches everywhere, and the roadie nudge, and I'm like, I look at this guy. And he goes, come on, And I'm like, what? And he goes, come on. I'm like, go on to where? And he goes, there, over there, mate, the stage. Get on there. <laughs> and I've gone, Jesus, okay, here I go. So we're on the stage, Vince. I think I was shaking. You've rehearsed, I, though, haven't you? You rehearsed? Yeah, yeah for two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks we'd rehearsed hard, heavy. Yeah, 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 full on. And uh, so uh, I knew, kind of knew my stuff. I didn't know much on the guitar, kind yeah. of fumbling. Anyway, I knew. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What guitar were you playing? So, yeah, so they, we went and bought a Gibson Les Paul from oh. Merv Cargill. Oh. From Merv Cargill oh. and Cohen. Oh, talk about <laughs> a lucky boy. <laughs> Oh, well, Dad had bought me a, uh, another long story. Dad, had, a friend of ours, went to uh, England, and he came back and bought me a Spender Stratocaster, which was horrible. Yes, so yes. We, tra- we traded that in with Merv, yeah. and then he wanted, uh, I think it was 200 bucks. The boys wrote him a check for 200 bucks that actually bounced. And so <laughs> if, uh, if James, Merv's son's listening to this, I'm in deep trouble. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> I owe you a couple of hundred bucks, mate. Hey, with interest. Ooh, oh, God. Oh, God. That'd be- Hey, anyway, Vince. So, so it was a Les, a Les Paul, what colour? Les Paul, beautiful, thick, custom, sunburst, custom, the yeah. real deal, yeah. the real deal, you know, not, you know, and yeah. it was a couple of years old, I was about a 72 Les Paul. Anyway, I'm playing away, 
and I was so nervous and stiff and my body was and I turned around and somehow I went to do a solo, I went to the middle of the stage, yeah. I saw that there wasn't a lot of room and I got caught, I tripped over myself and I ended up on my bum. Are you kidding? Um, no, but I tried to make it look like that I was still playing the guitar and I have met so many people through these years been to say, hey man, I saw you supporting Susie Quattro, I really love that act you do where you fall on your bum. Yeah. <laughs> And I go, oh, um, oh, it's actually, it wasn't an act. Well, well, it's funny how you, you <laughs> got into Cloud9. I was talking to um, Helen from Do Re Mi, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she joined Do Re Mi, or, you know, got in the band. She went into a, a venue, and she was underage anyway. She she yeah. was, mm-hmm. uh, she'd never played bass, and mm-hmm. someone said, we're looking for a bass player. She goes, I play bass. <laughs> Oh, yeah, they go, you're in. I said, I can't believe that. I said, how did you learn? Anyway, it's funny how you, how the, you know, it comes along and, you know, and it writes your signature on your career. It's incredible, isn't it? But, you know, it's funny you saying she was under eight. I tried to get into, I really wanted to see Daddy Cool. Yeah. And they were at the Croxton Park Hotel, High Street. Oh, yeah, I know. And I thought, you know, I tried to go in, and a guy who was a bouncer there was a good friend of mine now, Otto, he plays guitar as well. Otto, a good friend, he was there, and uh, I tried, and he's gone, hey, where do you reckon you're going? I go, oh, I just, I wasn't happy. I just wanted to see, you know, the band, you know, get out of here. About two months later, I walked in with my guitar, didn't I then? Really? Cloud, go, cloud, you know, nine? cloud Nine? Cloud Nine. Cloud Nine. I walk in my guitar and I go, Otto was there and I go, hey, I go, tell me to uh, tell me to leave now. He goes, smart ass, get in there. So tell I me. Did the gig. Listen to this. Hang on, Biff. I yeah. did the gig. Yeah. He came up to me. He goes, hey, dude. He goes, you can play guitar, huh? You can play that thing, man. He goes, I played it. We've been friends. I've played them since that day. We've been good. Well, tell, well tell me what. What songs were Cloud Nine playing? Were they playing taste songs or were they No, no, these old playing Get It On Bang and Go And they're playing some originals like Come on girl Get yourself Well what change what changed from Cloud Nine to Taste? Me. Me. So I joined and then they went, okay, we've got a live one here. Uh, we need to change the name. Right. And we need to get serious. So Peter's Ice Cream were going to use us on an ad, and they said, you've got to have something to do with the name, right, Peter? And we saw sitting around, we're going, ice cream, taste, ice cream, stick, ice cream. Meanwhile, I've got Rory Gallagher's book yeah, open. Yeah, well, I was going to say to you, you know, oh, you're right, copying Rory. Yeah, you know, Steve, yeah, you know. You already know what I'm going to say. So I've got Rory Gallagher's book open and I've gone, Taste. And, that, and the manager's gone, Chris Nolan. He's gone, what? And I go, oh, Rory Gallagher's band was called Taste. He goes, oh, it's called, are they still together? I go, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Rory Gallagher likes Scotch too much for them yeah. to be together. And uh, he goes, all right, let's call the band Taste. That's it. And that was it? That was it. And we never did the commercial. Oh, fantastic. So hold on a minute. You've changed your name to Taste. Right. Yeah. What's Yeah. We're, what's we're on Ron Tudor's label. Vince, we're on Ron Tudor's label. Yeah. Fable label. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yep. Fable. Then we went to Polly Grand. But what were you going to ask, Vince? Well, I was going to say, so we then move into, you know, being taste. What kind of crowds were you pulling at that stage? Was only 100 or so, or were you up to the 200, 300? No, nah, at the start was 100. Yeah. And then 
couple of years later, we were doing 800 yeah. in Preston Town yeah. Hall, uh, St Peter's dancing in Bentley. We used to do St Peter's, us and Avalanche. But, but hold on, but that was after you'd released the first taste Yeah, after, that was after, yeah. Because but tickle, your, tickle Your Fancy, did it go top yeah. 20 or top 10? Top 10. Right. Uh, sorry, Tickle Your Fancy went top 20. Yeah. Uh, boys and the Boys, Boys and the Boys went top 10. Right. A couple of the others. But I was never into that. And as you know, I did not quite understand numbers. But yeah. But I'll tell you one thing that I do understand. My uncle wrote the Tickle Your Fancy and the original. So it went, we're ace, fast pace, ahead of the race. And we tickle every... My uncle wrote it, uh, we're something, we're queens, we're queens, blah, 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 blah. So it had a very, that kind of flavour, so yeah. we changed the route. We changed the route. Well, we always thought, you know, I mean, at the time, as a young guy, because I'm, I'm a lot younger than you, um, yeah. so, so anyway, yeah. we used to think you were a bit of a um, Black Sabbath. Yeah. There was Buffalo that were Black Sabbath, but we, also, we always thought you were in that vein too, you know. Um, Me personally? No, the band. The band, and the you band. might go, well, okay. no way, we were a glam band, but we used to see you more as a heavy, that first yeah, record. Yeah, and that's how what. That's how I wanted to be. And there was sort of this, always this this kind of thing, you know, pull towards that or pull towards this or, yeah. you know, it was never really concrete what we really were. That's a, that's a very, and it's a very important point that you make there because yeah. I agree with you 100%. It was hard trying to work out on that record, really, were you leaning towards a pop, a pop rock band? Yeah, your pop band is, yeah. and, and, you know, and you know what, Vince? I can't believe we're talking about this because the first time in my life I thought about this a couple of weeks, maybe a week, two weeks ago, yeah. I thought, you know, I never, I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to really do that. I wanted to be like ATDC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I used to, on my drive, on my way home, you know, from when I got my licence, I turned 18, you know, I'd say, oh, because we were mates, Akadaka playing at the council club, which is now Richie's. In yes. And I'd yeah. stop and I'd look at him and Angus would see me, he'd jump on the road, his freaking shoulders and come straight up. And, but, but I used to think, I wanted to be doing that, you know. Yeah. And, and by the way, Ang started with a Les Paul, but because he's so little, he couldn't handle Les Paul, so he got an SG. And that's how oh, that re- was born. Oh, really? Really? That's how the SG come along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For those people who think he planned it all, huh? Well, you know, well, I was going to say, so, yeah, that, that's a very interesting point, trying to work out what you were, because by you the see? time you'd gotten to that second record, and we, we know what happened, the band was faltering by then or whatever, but um, it was a completely yeah. different yeah. band. The yeah. record had no direction. At least yeah. the first record did have some had direction. direction. Yeah. The other one had no direction. Mm. Um yeah, I always I agree with you. I always wanted to see the band like how you and your mates saw it, Vince, yeah. as a as a Black Sabbath type. Yeah. But it was it was again it was caught between that pop because I think uh, Ken. Well, Ken's very Ken, poppy, isn't he? And he really he really loved that yeah. that whole showbiz, and yeah. he really wanted to make it. And I just wanted to um. Play guitar. Uh, hang around, play guitar and hang around with girls. No. No, <laughs> Not well. No, we, no, don't, no. we don't discuss any of that on here. No, but no, it's, a, it's, a woke, it's a woke world, Joey, and you need to Correct. learn to live with it because you can't discuss yes. anything like that. Anyway, like that yeah. So, uh, therefore, you get to that. Yeah. What, what happens in that second record? Is it everybody's infighting and it's all – because you are a big band by that stage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we sort of – Virgil's going to – 
yeah, we sort of, there's a bit of insight in the far. His father and my father got together and said, oh, you know, blah, 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 and, you know, they're... Oh, so you had your, oh, so you had your fathers who were yeah, really interested in the, in the career. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's spells, you know that spells disaster, don't you? Yeah, oh, man. Well, hey, what happened? We split up. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it spelled disaster. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You know. Because could you imagine if you had have continued? Um, you you just oh. because you never know because it was a band full of talent, really oh, talented man. musicians. Well, true. Three months after we split up, Cashbox and Billboard magazine rated us as one of the, that we were up and coming, we were going to be one of the biggest bands in the world. Yeah. And we were really Queen S. Yes. And we were going to tour with Queen. Yeah, I suppose. And all yeah. this stuff on Billboard. And we split up three months before. Yeah, you look at that and go, what the hell's going on here? Oh, yeah. my God. So what did, so what happened? You, you split up. What happened? Did you just go into hibernation for a couple of months or a year or did you get straight oh, back oh, up? Hi. Yeah, well, I went on to hibernation. Uh, I was walking. I was walking. Uh, I joined Red House for oh, about a year. Oh, Red, Red House. Red House. And I went band. living in Geelong. Red, and I went there. Anyway, I went to Geelong and I did all that. And then I left. And then uh, that's about. And I was walking down. I was kind of, what am I going to do? I was walking up Chapel Street. And, you know, Bill Putt, yep. uh, the passed away from, from Spectrum. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Bill Putt, Bill, he goes, hey, what are you doing? I go, oh, you know, and sort of. He goes, oh, Russell Morris arrived yesterday. You know, give me your number. I'll get him to ring you. So <laughs> that night, that night, that night, I'm having dinner at home, eating half yeah. spaghetti. Yeah. You know, at about yeah. six thirty, my phone rings, and it's freaking Russell Morris. Really? Oh, this is the guy who's still watching. Yeah. Oh my, oh my, my, oh my, yeah. oh my, oh my. Yeah. Come in. See, I'm like, it's freaking. I'm talking to Russell Morris. I'm like, oh my god. He goes, so where can I see you play? And I go, well, it's a Tuesday night. My mates are in fact, Daddy, Texas, Texas, they were called. Oh, my mates in Texas. Were you playing in Texas? No, my mates were playing at Bombay Rock. Oh, yeah, yeah got gotcha, yeah, yeah. Right, so he's gone, where can I see you? I said, well, why don't you come to Brunswick tonight at 9 o'clock? And he goes, all right, I'll see you there. And he walks in. I go, oh, how you going, blah, blah, blah. I go, all right, so I jumped on stage with him and I did uh, a couple of, uh, up in the morning and after school, diddle a couple of chuckles, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And he come down and he goes, mate, he goes, you got the gig. He goes, here's a cassette. He goes, I'll pick you up in two weeks and we'll go to Sydney and join the rest of the band. So this was Russell know. Morris on the Rubes. Yeah. Yeah. So there I was, you know, bang. Off I was. That was early, man. And yeah. then after that, all the other stuff happened. After that. Well, hold on. What, what do you mean, what other stuff happened after oh, that? Oh, all the other bands, like, you know, forming Wendy in the Rockets, you know. Well, which, you know, what, what happened? I mean, I... I kind of say, how did you enjoy that 20-year period? Because what you became was the hired hand, really. Yeah. You didn't you become know, the band member as such. You were the hired hand. Yeah. Every time I looked, I go, I was playing someone else. Yes, there he is well, you again. Know what? <laughs> yeah, well, I you know remember what? you played with Daryl Cotton. Did you play with yeah. Daryl Cotton? Yeah. Got Daryl Cotton little for three red, years. Little with, Red Rooster, wasn't it? Little, little Red Book. Um, <laughs> uh, I played for three years, God bless his soul. Yeah. And, and uh, Vince, um, you know how I enjoyed I really enjoyed it, doing all of that. But then I realised that sort of at the end of it that I missed out on maybe doing something like a Gary Moore. Yeah. I could have. Yeah. I wish, yeah. you know. Yeah. You know, I mentioned those other silly things before mucking around, yeah. but I wish I was more serious. Yeah, look, I it, had, it was... You know, I, sometimes I, I had to be more serious, like, say, Verge or something, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's a disease. 
I mean, Vir, Virgil went straight. Now he, now where did yeah. he go after taste? He didn't nineteen. Yeah, he went to nineteen twenty, not nineteen twenty-seven. Southern no, Suns no. in the eight. That was Southern late eighties. Yeah. But before Southern Suns, he was playing at King, playing in King Street with. You know, the Jack Jones playing Van Halen yeah. sort of thing. And he done the that. Doug Parkinson too, didn't Doug, he? Network, yeah, network. Network. I remember you know, network. He did a lot of other stuff, you know, playing yeah. on TV with Tina, you know, yeah. and things yeah. like he played on uh, I'm in Chains, Peter single, That's and all it. that. And then he went, you know what? He goes, I'm a serious duty. I better shit. Yeah. And if you're serious, even the actors, you got to go to America. Yeah. Come on, come on. Yeah. And I, I wanted to hang out with my mates, uh, drive V8 cars, and it still, I would still want to do. I just well, I, I think that you were so busy. You were so yeah. busy. You never were at without a gig that it becomes yeah. difficult because money's always coming in. You're always playing. You just go, you put your hand yeah. out. I did the gig tonight. Where, where's my money? Yeah. Whereas yeah. then how do you come away from that and go, right, I'm actually going to earn nothing for quite a while here because I'm going to pursue my career? My yeah. career, me. Well, you know, you know how I did that, Vince? I chopped, I chopped out of that and I got into weddings yeah. and I started doing weddings. And, and money, money weddings. was rolling in. Money was rolling in. I did weddings for 10 years. Yeah. And then, uh, and then uh, it's sort of a bit of a lull again and stopped doing that and doing it, you know, of course, the teaching. Yeah. But now I'm playing in an original, original, we're back to the start where there's no money. Yeah. And I'm just loving it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because the songs are really good, you know, really good songs. Well, and do you ever? You know, do you, I mean? Do you ever? Do you ever think that? Well, do I have to have a band? Why can't I just play on my own? And you know, I love that acoustic stuff. Yeah. I love that too. You know, and that's love there that. too because it gives you yeah. a second dimension to your to your career. Yeah. You got the band. Yeah. And you've got just Joey Amenta playing yeah, acoustic yeah. guitar, whether yeah. it be slide guitar or whatever. And because yeah. you're a vocalist yeah. too, then you've got the third dimension, which you're very lucky to have because a lot of, you know, a lot oh. of guitarists don't have it. They're oh. not singers. Well, you know? hey, Vince, like when I came and saw Chris Turner, you know, and yeah. um, and uh, uh, oh, I say his name again. Uh, oh, Cletus, Cletus Carr. Cletus, sorry, sorry, Cletus. I love he's so such a beautiful. Such a beautiful man and so talented. Look at that. You know, that was so enjoyable watching him play acoustic. And oh, look, and, and live. so – I think life's so short. I went to see a, a, a band member of ours, Fabio Versace, and Fabio yeah. used to play in several bands. We've got quite a few albums out of his, and he's contracted Parkinson's disease, and we were talking yeah, on yeah. the weekend, and he goes, I can't yeah. sing anymore. And he goes, but I can oh, do uh, – what is it when you sing the high notes? I'll, uh, Falsetto. Yeah, falsetto. Yeah. And he goes, look, I can do that. So if you're doing Beach Boys backup vocals, he can do it, but he can't sing anymore. And it kind yeah. of brought home to me how quickly things can change. We're in the danger mm. zone in our age, so it's really about being as creative as we can and producing as much as you yeah. can. Because That's why I'm, really, I'm in a really happy place, Vince, because I'm doing that now. You know, and, so, I, and I think yeah. your, your, your guitar playing is very unique to you. Um, you yes. know, and yes. so therefore yes. you can put your stamp on it, and so, yes. Um, yes. and I mean, yes. if and and as we talked for uh, twenty years or whatever, you 
we might have played in 20 bloody bands for all I know, and I yeah. think it was that yeah. many. Um, yeah. And then I think I said to you, well, where's all your original recordings? Go, I've got yeah. <laughs> I've got it. Right. Here you go. I've got this cassette. And it's because you've yeah. been so busy playing with everybody else, you haven't written your yeah. own songs. No, correct. So, <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? it, it well, you know, yeah. and I think you've got the opportunity now to do it, and it's a different, oh, look, different world. And oh, well, you know, this, 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 yeah, this band is is fantastic. And so, Great. and when oh, are yeah. we going to hear some finished product from this band? Yeah, well, it's it's on the way very very soon, very yeah. soon. But you tell me so, that every year. I know they've got some stuff on YouTube. Um, yeah. There's only one clip, the one that I sent you with me. Yes. Um, but they've got some stuff prior. But these guys are really hard workers. Yeah. Uh, David Kimboli and, and, and Walter, Samuel, yeah. yeah. bass player and singer, really hard work. Dave's a great story. <laughs> Dave's father, Robert Trimboli, had music shops in Sydney Road, Brunswick. Oh yeah. And 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 Dave was in manpower. <laughs> oh really? Oh really? <laughs> yeah. He's one of those bodybuilders. Yeah, amazing guy. So he knows the stage, you know. We haven't done our first gig yet, but I'm going to try and get you to our first gig, but we'll see how we go. Hey, Vince, I've got to get going because I've got a a lady that comes and does some singing at 2 o'clock. Right, it's and for all our audience, this is typical with Joey. You get him for half an hour if you're lucky, and if he says he's going to call you, he never does. But anyway, it's been good talking to you. you know, and I love you. And we'll talk to you. I really soon. enjoyed. Hey, I hope people. Uh, I hope people enjoy uh, enjoy the story. Well, it'll be up soon. Okay, see you, Joey. All right, Bye. see you, Vince. Bye. Bye, Vince. Well, there you have it. Another Laneway Talks. If you enjoyed that, just search Laneway Talks for more great conversations. G'day folks, Mark Allen here and The Ox, David Schwartz uh, And we've started a brand new podcast called A Couple of Blokes, A Couple of Beers And we're just chewing the fat A Couple of Blokes, Couple of Beers With Ox and Marco I'm thinking about whitening my teeth Just so when I smile There's a new episode every Wednesday Have you got a weight issue? Of course I do <laughs> It's a stupid loaded question A Couple of Blokes, Couple of Beers With David Schwartz and Mark Allen I'm eating the kids Maltese You're eating their of... Christmas present I am a piece of garbage <laughs> Listen wherever you get your podcasts Yes. <laughs>